Welcome to the SMC 2022 podcast. 2,000 years ago, Jesus gave an invitation that changed the world. Come, follow me. Today, we have the same invitation. My name's Leah, and this is my friend Katie. And Katie and I have been good friends for six years, unless you count our pageant days back in high school. Leah always tries to bring up our pageant days. It's a wound for her. Yeah, she won. I won. But it's fine. (laughs) So if you are listening in on this podcast, then you're probably the type of person, you saw the title, it's about making disciples. You're trying to get after it. You're trying to learn some stuff. So we'll go ahead and jump into what our podcast is about and we're get, we're getting to talk about one of our favorite biblical principles and that's disciple making. So in this podcast we'll hit on the what, who, when, where and how of disciple making. So Katie, what is disciple making? Well, yeah, that's a great question. <laughs> so glad I asked. <laughs> I'm so glad you asked. I feel like I always go back to the way my friend Tanya defines disciple making. And she says that it's intentionally helping someone trust and follow Jesus to an ever-increasing degree. And so I met Tanya when I was in college, and she was the first person who taught me about the importance of sharing the gospel with my friends who don't know Jesus and helping them learn to walk with God. And so she's given her life to knowing God deeply and helping others know him. And so she's really passionate about disciple making, and I've learned a lot from her. And so we're going to we're going to define it like she does. Intentionally helping someone trust and follow Jesus to an ever-increasing degree. I like that. Yep. So everyone in the world is either a non-believer, someone who hasn't trusted in Jesus for salvation, um, a baby Christian, and so that's someone who is newly following Christ, or a believer who hasn't been established in the basics of following Jesus. There's a disciple, and that's someone who's faithfully growing, and a disciple-maker. And who is a person who's faithfully growing and helping people grow also. And so if you're listening, I'm assuming that you're wanting to grow as being a disciple and maybe even be a disciple maker that you're wanting to influence others with your life. And so as a disciple maker, we want to help people mature into the next season. And so if you think about non-Christians, we want to evangelize the lost. And so anybody who's not a Christian, we want to passionately tell them about Jesus and pray for them and um, seek for them to know him as their savior. And so that's how we interact with non-Christians or a non-believer. A baby Christian, we want to think about establishing new believers. And so in the basics of walking with God, with disciples, we want to equip disciples. And so we want to equip them to pass on what they're learning to others. One of my favorite scriptures is 2 Timothy 2.2. Leah, you know this. And it reads, And the things you've heard me say in the presence of many witnesses, entrust to reliable people who will also be qualified to teach others. And so Paul is speaking in this verse, and he's talking to Timothy, a guy he's led in the faith. And he's saying, The things that I've told you in the presence of many witnesses, you need to entrust those teachings to reliable people who will also teach others. And so this is cool because it's showing the multiplication of disciple making, that the things you're sharing with people that they will share with someone else who will share with someone else who will share with someone else. And so there's three essential elements of disciple making that um, are key. And so those are the Bible, the Holy Spirit, and our willingness. And so the Bible is 
the difference between having a mentor and someone discipling you. And so if you're wanting to influence people or if you're wanting to be a disciple maker, um, it's key that you use scripture over your own advice. And so we want to always be giving scripture. Mm-hmm. Next is the Holy Spirit. And so the Holy Spirit does all of the real work in disciple making. We just get to be faithful to initiate with people and help reveal spiritual spiritual interests and where God's moving, but we don't have to create it. And so it's not on me to make someone hungry or make someone want to follow God. I just get to ask questions and pray for them and be faithful when God is moving. And so that's the Holy Spirit. The last essential is our willingness. And so it's really cool that God's design is to use people to bring others to know him. And so our willingness can be used comes from our humility and our commitment to God. And so I I have a lot of friends who talk about being really passionate about making disciples or they want it. They understand that they have one life and they want to use it to influence people for God, but they really don't have the time that they the things they prioritize just trump um influencing others. And so our willingness also includes our schedule. Yes. So because you're listening to this podcast, there is at least a level of willingness to want to take part in making disciples. And so um, the next question that we're getting into is the who in disciple making. And so the short answer to who is you. It's every believer in Jesus. Um, If you claim to be a believer in Jesus and a follower of Jesus, then you are called to make disciples. And so um, the Bible talks about who a disciple is. And so in in Luke 9, 23, um, this is Jesus talking and he says, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. And so I think something common that we just hear a lot is people will say things like, okay, yes, I love Jesus. Um, I'm like a fan of Jesus. I just don't follow him. So Luke 9, 23 says, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. And so something that we hear a lot is people will say, yes, I love Jesus. Like I'm a fan of Jesus. I just don't follow him. I don't follow him with my life. I don't follow what he says, but I love him. But scripture is really clear that to be a Christian, to follow Jesus means that um, to be a Christian is to follow Jesus. If you are a believer in Jesus, we are called to follow him. Um, And that's how the Bible defines a disciple. And so what it means to follow Jesus from the scripture is to deny yourself. And so looking at just what it means to deny ourselves, basically that just means that our agenda goes away and the one that we are following gets to set the agenda for our life. And the one who sets the agenda says, go and make disciples. So it's just not really a matter of like preference or ability, busyness, but it's pretty simple. Um, and just that because I follow Jesus, I follow what he says. And so let's look at, there's a verse in Matthew 28. It's Matthew 28, 18 through 20. It says, then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So this is Jesus again. He's talking and he's giving one final command to his followers. 
And these disciples have been following him closely for the past three years. And this is his final command for them. And that is to make disciples. So again, make disciples, intentionally help someone trust and follow Jesus. And so obviously we all are made differently. We all have different capacities. We're in different groups of friends, different strengths. Um, But a disciple maker is just someone who understands that they have some sort of influence wherever God has them and that they get to use that influence to make an impact um, for Christ. And so thinking through just kind of who do you have influence with? Where does God have you? Who are people that you're around um, that you have influence with? And so we don't have to reach like a certain level to be influential. It's not really about like if you have a leadership position in your fraternity or sorority, if you're an upperclassman, it's not about any of those things. We all have somebody in our lives that we're just like a little step ahead of spiritually. So because we follow Jesus, we're commanded and invited by Jesus to make disciples of Jesus. So to get a better gauge on where you're at, we're going to look at um, an illustration. Well, I guess technically you're not looking at it right now, but you can visualize slash take notes on this um, or you may have seen it before. So it's an illustration. It's called the wheel. Um, It's a navigator's illustration. um, So you can look it up on the Internet if you want to. But basically the wheel walks through what the Christian life looks like. So in the center of this wheel, you have Christ. So Christ is the center. He's the powerhouse of the whole thing. Um, Without Christ, nothing's happening. So Christ at the center. And then we have these vertical spokes of your wheel, which is how we relate to Christ, how we connect with God. So that is through the lens of prayer and the word. And then horizontal spokes, um, is just how Christians relate to others. And so people that we encounter in our everyday lives, they're either Christians or they don't know Jesus. And so we relate to other Christians through the lens of biblical fellowship. And then we relate to those who don't know Jesus by witnessing to them, um, sharing the gospel with them. And so then the outer rim of this wheel is obedience to Christ. And that is where things are actually lived out. Um, And that's just through following him and trusting what he says. As we know more about what the Bible says about these four areas, and just as we get to know God more, we will continue to grow stronger in these four areas. And so if you're thinking to yourself, okay, where am am I at in my walk with God? Am I a mature disciple? This is a really good place to start is by looking and evaluating yourself in these four areas. And so want to encourage you right now just to pause this podcast real quick take a second and just evaluate where you're at kind of draw your own wheel so maybe you're feeling really strong in one area so that that spoke might be stronger than another and so just kind of evaluate where you're at in these four areas pause it real quick come back Okay, so maybe your wheel looks a little wonky. That's okay. Um, So thinking through like some ways that you can 
some plans and just ways that you can grow in those areas. And then one disclaimer here is just that we're never going to be to a point in our Christian life where we're like fully mature in any of these four areas. There's never like an arrival point. There's always going to be space to grow. And so it's not really a matter of like, okay, once I get here, then I'm ready to make disciples. Um, But where you're at now, no matter where it is, you still have something to pass on. And so I will say just wherever you put yourself, if you're looking at your wheel and you notice, shoot, this, this spoke over here is really on the struggle bus, then I just want to encourage you to find somebody in your life who is just a few steps ahead of you spiritually. Maybe that's somebody who invited you to SMC. Maybe that's a STUMO staff person, somebody in your church, um, and just ask them to help you grow spiritually. Um, and just knowing that, okay, I should always be I should always have somebody in my life who's pouring into me spiritually, and then I should always be pouring that out. And so the two happen together. It's not like you get discipled first, done with that, now you disciple others, but the two happen together and they will happen together for the rest of our lives. I like how you said that. I feel like that's encouraging to know that we won't have it all together or that our our wheel can be a little off. And so a little wonky, a little wonky. I like that. Um, and I love that it's God's design for every believer to make disciples. I'm like, that's really amazing that it's something that we all get to be a part of. And so the scripture that you referenced, Matthew 28, it says, therefore go. But as I learned more about this verse, it the Greek actually means therefore as you go. And so when we're thinking about where where can we make disciples, do we need to go to another country? Do we need to go on a mission trip? Is that is that how we make disciples? Um but it's actually just as you go. And so wherever you're at in your day-to-day life, that's where you want to make disciples. And so right now in college, it might be a sorority or a fraternity. Um, it could be a sports team, your classmates. If you work, it could be the people that you work with, your coworkers, um, neighbors, people at the gym. And so just any social group that you're naturally going to be around. And then there might be a season in your life where you don't have a social group that you're naturally around. And then you would just need to join one. And so I've had friends join a gym or a specific workout class to have a sphere of people to make friends with. And so when I was in college, early in college, my natural fear, sphere was my sorority sisters. And so Leah and I were in the same sorority. And I, it was easy because I lived with them. I was around them. Um, we had fun together. We studied together. And so that was probably the first three years of my college life. Late nights at Denny's. Yeah. Studying. Denny's was the move, except for the Edmund Denny's just got bulldozed down. So that was really sad. But yeah, so my sorority sisters, that was who I was praying for, initiating with spiritually and helping lead. But then as I got later into my degree, my day-to-day life was consumed almost exclusively from my classmates. And so we studied together, had clinical together. And so my sphere shifted to be less of the girls in my sorority. It was still there, um, but more of my classmates. And so that's a natural transition in life is that your spheres may change, but God specifically places you where he wants you. And so in each of your spheres, you want to look around um, and just find the people who don't know Jesus. And so you can begin to pray to see the people the way God does and place yourself around the girl or the guy who 
is far from God. And so Leah, I feel like you did this really well in college. It was fun to watch her. She would always like in a room full of the sorority girls, there would, there'd be all different types of people. And of course there's like the girls who seem Christian or wanting to follow Jesus. And so, but Leah would naturally drift to or intentionally go to the really lost girl. And so she would just befriend someone far from God and love her and get to process the gospel with her. And so I saw that over and over and it was really challenging because there would be a girl who would want to read the Bible with her every day. But Leah continued to prioritize the girl who may have never read the Bible. And so you want to look for the lost people. You also want to look in your spheres of influence for a faith person. And so that sounds contradictory to be like, look for the lost person, but also look for a faith person. But faith is an acronym. And so you may have heard it before, but it stands, each of the letters stand for something different. And so F is for faithful. And so you want to look for someone who is keeping their commitments. This is really key. Are they at the required events? Do they consistently make excuses? Are they keeping their word? And so you want a faithful person. You also need someone who's available. And so do they have time to grow spiritually? Are they willing to make it? And so if they really want to grow, they'll make time. But sometimes it's hard because someone will seem really interested, but not have a schedule that aligns at all. The I is an initiative taker. T is teachable. And so you need someone who's teachable to the Lord and to you. And H is a heart for God and people. So are they growing a deeper love for God and wanting to impact others? And then if they're not a Christian yet, do they have some spiritual interest and are, and are they wanting to grow? And so I love this acronym because it's really challenging to me that when I look at my life, I'm like, oh, there's always an area that I can be growing in. And so this would be good for you um, as you're listening to just Think about if you're a faith person that are you faithful? Do you keep your commitments? Um, Are you available if there's someone trying to pour into you or do you have space in your schedule to pour into other people? Do you have margin? Um, Do you take initiative? Is that something that's been a part of your life or is that an area you can grow in? Um, Are you teachable to God and to others? If you read something in the Bible, do you follow it or do you try to compromise what it's saying to fit your life? And do you have a heart? an actual heart for God and a compassion for people. And so each of these areas is something we can pray and ask God to help us develop in, which is a need. We just need the Lord to help us. And then we can also pursue practical ways to, to grow in these areas. And so as you're looking for someone to invest in, it's cool because a faith person chooses themselves. And so we don't have to play God. We don't have to select who we want to lead people naturally select themselves by showing these attributes. And so it's not our job to drag along someone who's not interested or not hungry and growing spiritually. Um, But our job is just to feed the people that are hungry. A cool thing about these faith people or when we're looking for someone to influence is that we don't have to select them. And so they select themselves by showing these attributes that we don't have to play God and choose who we think is the best that we just get to see who's faithful, um, who the Lord's moving in, who's hungry. And so it's not our job to drag someone along who isn't hungry. Um, Our job is just to help feed the hungry people, to be faithful with the people around us that the Lord's moving in and pray that he'll continue to move in the people that we love. And so sometimes this is hard because I have just had people that I really liked and seen a lot of potential in, um, but their hunger for God wasn't there. And so... Um, 
with them, I just continue to pray and initiate with them spiritually. But I want to, I want to prioritize the people that are really trying to grow. Yes. So we've hit on the what, the who, the where. And so now we're going to talk about when. So when should we disciple people? And the answer is now. And so as a college student, I know that it feels like so crazy, everything's so busy. Um, But the truth is, is that this is really the most flexible that you will ever be as far as time. And so the question is, how can we use this time that we have to build into others and point others to Christ? And so with each season of life, there are, are its own challenges, different distractions come up. So if we're just waiting for things to slow down, it just kind of feels like that never really happens. Things never really slow down. There's always a next thing to do. And it's just learning to manage those things and to prioritize making disciples, prioritizing your walk with God. Um, And so whenever I think of somebody who did this really well, Um, I think of my friend Ashley. So Ashley was a soccer player at UCO. And in the midst of soccer practices, games, workouts, um, she was also a nursing major, which was such a flex. I don't know anything about that life. But she was had just really intense school. um, But Ashley always took time to just intentionally share the gospel with others. Ashley just really loved the girls that she was around, um, and she would carve out time in her schedule to share the gospel with girls who didn't know Jesus. She would carve out time to read the Bible with people, um, to teach them just what it means to follow Jesus in college and what it means to follow Jesus for the rest of their lives. And so, and that's really the only thing that matters is Jesus, um, and we're invited by Jesus to help others to be closer to him, and really that's just such a sweet gift that we get to take advantage of. And so, like I said, I know college feels really overwhelming and there are like stressful seasons, but we get to do this now. um, And that's a really cool thing. And so there's always somebody who, again, who's like a step or two behind you spiritually. So now as a college freshman, sophomore, whatever you are, um, you are invited to get to build friendships with people who don't know Jesus, um, build friendships with others, and intentionally help them know and love Jesus more. So we get to do that now until we die. Yes. And so now the fun part, I feel like... This is what you've been waiting for. Yeah. (laughs) This is like the point of the podcast, Um, the how of disciple making. And so you're ready. You know the who, what, when, where... Now we're at the how. And so um, let's say you have a faith person. And so you're looking around in your spheres of influence and your sorority or fraternity. And you have someone who's faithfully trying to walk with God or faithfully willing to learn about Jesus. And so initially you want to come up with a game plan. And so you want to help them grow as a disciple in the way the Bible defines, not just the hot topics that they want to learn about. And so I think this is really loving to be like, okay, I want you to be a mature Christian. And so you need to start with the basics, which the wheel is great. And so if they're not a believer, that's that's the chunk of the first part is just helping them process the gospel. And then when they trust Christ, it's like, okay, how do you read the Bible? What does it look like to pray? And so you just want to start with the basics. Um, 
but prayerfully consider their spiritual journey and where they're at. And then you just want to help them take, you want to help take them to the next appropriate step. And so you want to just meet whoever you're leading where they are and then show them where they can be. And so that's the initial step. Um, With any topic, we want to look at Jesus. And so um, as followers of him, we want our lives to just look more and more like his, which also includes our ministry. And so when we're reading the scriptures, I think it's really fun to look at how Jesus did ministry. And so from the scriptures, we see Jesus doing a lot of life with his disciples. They traveled together. They had meals together. And his primary investment in them was on the way to minister to others. And so as you're reading the New Testament, you see um, Jesus teaching um, people in front of his disciples. You see him asking people to follow people in front of his disciples, healing people in front of his disciples, praying in front of his disciples, and then listening and teaching them in the in-between moments of ministry. And so I love this because it's really countercultural to what initially comes to mind when I think about disciple making. Um, for you, it might be similar to me that I think of a coffee shop and people talking for the majority of the time about their life and what's going on and then maybe reading scripture together and praying, which is great. I think that's can definitely be a part of disciple making. But as we want our lives to look like Jesus, we want to do a lot of ministry with the people we're trying to influence. And so we can teach them um, the importance of evangelism and then show them how to share the gospel by them watching us share the gospel. And so we ultimately just want them to see the gospel lived out and the biblical and biblical principles lived out. And so the people you're leading need to see you live out a life free in Jesus. They need to see you pray and read scripture and handle conflict and repent of sin and serve others that Jesus did a lot of life with his disciples. And so that should be our aim as well. We should aim to live outwardly um, and bring people along with us. And so the people you're leading should know you. They should know your life, the the good things and the things and the bad things, and watch you turn to Jesus in both of them. Give him glory for the good things that he's working in you and repent of the sin that grieves him. Yes, this is something I feel like I got to see close up just with Katie and I's relationship. Katie played a huge role just in my walk with God and just helping me to follow Jesus. And so something specifically that I think Katie did really well early on in our friendship um, and just times that were most impactful for me were just whenever I got to see Katie just living her life, just seeing the way that she followed Jesus in her everyday life. Um, So I remember just hearing her pray for girls that didn't know Christ um, whenever I would hang out with her and tell her just things that were going on, um, things I was worried about, whatever it was, she would pray for me just right then and there. And that really just challenged me a lot as a new believer. Um, and just the things that I saw Katie naturally doing, those were just really memorable. And that really impacted my walk with God and just challenged me to put those things into practice. So you might be feeling a little conflicted. This is we're getting towards the end of this podcast and you might be thinking, okay, yes, I want to make an impact, but I'm not feeling ready. Um, And that's definitely something that I feel like I relate to a lot. Um, And so something, a quote that's just really impacted me and that I want to share with y'all, it's from Charles Spurgeon. And it says this, it says, God does not need your strength. He has more than enough on his own. He asks for your weakness. 
He has none of that. And so I'm like, shoot, I got a ton of weakness. Um, And so we all have different weaknesses in our spiritual life as leaders. um, We all have weaknesses in leadership. And these weaknesses really are an opportunity to rely on God and to ask God for him to use you um, and to make you more like Jesus. And a scripture that I really love that goes along with this is 2 Corinthians 12, 9. It says, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. So if you're feeling not ready and maybe a little unsure, that's probably a really good place to be. This is an opportunity for you to pray and talk to God about areas that maybe you lack confidence in, asking God to just grow you and asking others to lead you and hold you accountable. And so, Katie, I know you mentioned this earlier, but without God um, and without just a deep reliance and trust in him, none of none of this disciple making stuff is even going to happen. So please Y'all just be praying um, before you jump into this. And then after that, you can just pray a little bit more. Pray for your heart. uh, Pray for vision to see the need for making disciples. And pray that God will give you just one faithful person to invest in um, this semester. That God would reveal that person to you and he would lead you to them. um, And that you would be faithful to respond and faithful to invest in them. Um, So God's heart is for the world and for people to know him and the method laid out in scripture um, and his primary means of doing that is through you. And so we get to do the slow work of faithfully investing in a few and teaching them to pass that on. So you're looking for that person um, and maybe they don't know Jesus today. Um, So that would be step one is sharing the gospel with them. And then I think it's really cool to think about just in a year where that per- where that person could be. So we hope this podcast was helpful for you. We hope that you were able to take away one or two things that you can apply this week um, and things that you can, just steps that you can take to start working towards just making disciples and making an impact for Jesus. And if you're wanting to dive a little deeper, you can check out the show notes um, for this breakout on the app. And there are some resources there um, and available for you. So thank you guys for listening. We have prayed um, for those of you who are listening and we're both really excited just to see what the Lord does um, in your life and on your campuses and in your families. And so that's really just an exciting thing. So praying that God will use you to just make an impact for the kingdom.